Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Dating Dossier. Thank you for being here. Again, I apologize that there was a week in between this one. Um, I hope that this is the only segment chunk of time that that will happen because I did start this podcast with the intention to release it every single week. I am going to be honest, it was very difficult to, bottom line, edit down four hours of audio. I highly underestimated what that would look like, and I understand that it sounds like I could just chunk it into four different hours, but it's also, um, I guess you could say, interesting there were some super I felt very vulnerable with these episodes I will I will say um so I will say I will say that I I felt very vulnerable so it was difficult sometimes to edit the podcast because it was sometimes hard to listen to certain memories and things like that I'm not saying I'm not over it like I am but it's also different when you're going back and listening to it over and over and over for the purposes of editing it was just not easy. Like most of these episodes are just like fun and easygoing. And that one, these segments, this chunk of time just felt a little bit more real than some of the other ones, which I think will, you know, hopefully happen in the future as well. But that's just me being transparent with you guys, being honest. Um, A, it's very hard to edit down that much audio. So I think Zach coughs a couple times. That's in there. I just left it. Um, And it was also just hard to edit in terms of listening to it over and over and trying to cut it down. And um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I will tell you what's next on my outro. Part of that too, I think this may be another segue. If it's yeah. not, I'm gonna like decide. Okay. Um, the open relationship. Oh right. Thing. So yes. that was something you different. You did. You did. You did want to talk to me about that. Yes. So I will. I will take your questions. I don't need to monologue about that one. Okay. Um. So. I feel like part of it. I was super judgmental because I was like, "Wow!" Like yeah. after me. Yeah. It's this younger. Oh, right. Yeah. Just to put in perspective, the the individual I dated after you, that was toxic. I am talking to you three years later. person I dated after you, that will not be happening. They will never be spoken to again. Not by me anyway. So, yeah. Right? So, just, just to... To clarify that arc, ha, um, I made some bad decisions, which is not a surprise, but, um, but yeah, so that did. Um, but anyway, one thing that came out of that and something that was really less something that came out of a relationship per se, and more that just kind of came out of my perspective was me realizing that I did not object to an open relationship. And I figured this out in the most me way possible, I read an article in the New York Times 
and it was an article. Hashtag not sponsored. This is no, like, no, it's not. <laughs> this is I'm like just the that... second time you've been plugging. Well, I mean, but that's very you. It's yeah, I do have my subscription. It They've cracks. upped the price now, but it's still worth the eighteen bucks a month. Um, <coughs> um, <clears throat> oh god. <laughs> but anyway, so I just kind of started thinking about it and realizing, like, I really don't care if the person I'm seeing fuck someone else i should i would care if they were like emotionally disconnected from me right but but what what happened is i kept kind of rounding myself into this box i'm like so if they go hang out with friends is that okay well and you know and of course this is all from is it okay for me Mm -hmm. to experience right and i'm like I don't see a problem with that. What if they're hanging out with one friend? I don't see a problem with that. What if they're close with that friend? I'm like, well, as long as our emotional connection is still working, it'd be pretty shitty of me to be like, I don't like you hanging out with person X. You know? And so I'm like, okay, that doesn't bug me. And so what if they fucked them? And I'm like, well, the main problem still comes from the emotional connection, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What would give me the most trepidation if they're spending a lot of time or having a deep emotional connection with someone else? But I can't veto that. Like, what kind of a fucking prick would I be? Toxic masculinity ruins the party again. I know, right? And so I'm just like, kind of that is the conclusion. I'm like, wow, am I really just that insecure and fragile? That, like, I would be dating someone and didn't like who they were talking to, who they were friends with? I mean, Jesus, I haven't had the best track record, but I like to think I'm not a complete piece of shit person. And so I was like, no. If they're having an emotional connection and we're still good, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're not doing it at my expense. That's the, the, the thing. That's the hard thing for me to work with. But again, if it's been a... Like, I don't have a... I shouldn't have a problem with that. I kind of thought on principle... That them having intimate emotional connections with other people was something that it could potentially be a challenge to make sure it's not happening at the expense of our relationship. But that's something that you should work through because you shouldn't be in a relationship that stifles those other those other connections. And I kind of figured that was the the hard part for me to kind of work on. If if that's been established, do I care if you go the extra mile and sleep with them too? No, I really don't give a shit. And the only problems that I would see arise would be the same potential problems than if you were just super intimate and didn't fuck each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for me... It, okay, so l- let me catch yes, up. Yes, okay. please, please, because I'm just... So, I said I would let, take questions and then I started modeling I know, you again. did. Um, but it's fine. <sighs> because it's something I have never done. It's not something I don't... I can't see myself... Right, yeah, of course. ...being okay with, but I think I am more emotionally dependent... Yeah. Um, ...in a relationship... But, okay, so your, uh, like, hard line yeah. would be them having the, like, the emotional connection right. with someone else. Right. And so what you're saying is, because we've all, I mean, one night stands, hookups, things like that, yeah. there's no emotional connection. Right. So you're like, that's not really the problem. And you're not going to tell them they can't have friends. Right. So as long as there's no... As long as they're not having their emotional needs completely met right. by another person. Right, at the expense of, like, your relationship. And, okay. like, to do that does require a lot of 
open and mature conversation and communication, which is, I mean, it's a challenge, I think, for most people because it's not something our society primes us Honestly, for. Honestly, we don't do it now in no. monogamous relationships. We, we, we certainly do not don't. talk about our needs being we met. We certainly do not. Like, women are told don't be needy and right. men are told don't experience emotions. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> women are told all these things to, like, seal, like, to just not address or to deal with because like, that's you know the way what? things are. You can continue to treat me like shit because I'm not allowed to question it because... Right. Uh, I'll be needy and clingy and right. blah, blah, blah. And, and men just don't have any emotional intelligence whatsoever. And that's not necessarily it's not their taught. fault. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the opposite of taught. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you have emotions? Oh, that's kind of slur. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah, hard totally. pushed against totally. the idea of you being a teen boy shedding a tear over something like a movie or a piece of media. I mean... I think it's gotten a little bit better now, but just when we were growing up, which is not that long right. ago, like a decade, a little more, like you would have been fucking ripped for that kind yeah. of shit. Oh, totally. Like I went to an old guy's school, which for where I'm at now actually probably was a good thing in a lot of ways, but like that was definitely something you got. Like the toxic side of masculinity mm-hmm. rears its head really young and it's self in, it's imposed by society but it's very quick that the other peers impose it on each other yeah so like yeah so like communication can be really really challenging for a lot of like societally pressured reasons and like if you're uncomfortable to talk to your partner about stuff like that yeah that's it's being in an open relationship is not going to work mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like it is a pretty common thing from what i've seen in a lot of like uh, cisgendered heteronormative relationships for someone to be like no I don't like you hanging out with that person you hang out with them too much you should stop and that's a real conversation that like people have um, and it was just for me something like it was a conversation I could never see myself having and being genuine about it I'd be like that's just not me um, and so that was what kind of forced me over into well how do I do that but yeah something that does come with that is a lot of being very open being very direct being very communicative and that was something I had to learn myself. Oh, yeah. You yeah. never. No, never. You, that. I will take, <laughs> again, I, I will defend myself where I believe it's due. But if I'm just looking back at how I acted a lot of my life, it deserves to be just dragged across the coals. I did not emote for shit. Our entire relationship. Uh-uh. I did an awful job. I suppressed my feelings. And then sometimes I would just feel bad and then not know how to express them and be too anxious and to actually talk do, about them. But you would you would do these gestures. This is what would happen why we would yes. get back together. Because you would do these gestures <laughs> that were so... Do you remember the time oh, that you ran to Harris Teeter in the rain and got me flowers... And came back to the house I was living on, oh. banged on the door, and I opened the door, and you're standing there in the rain with these, like, white lilies. I don't. You, I did not create this. <laughs> no, I believe. Because, you know what? Because I think those are your mom's favorite flowers. They are. And they're the only flower brand I actually know how to identify. Hence the reason I'm like, ooh, lilies are I cute. like them. They're not my favorite flowers. No, but, <laughs> but lilies are. They're also, it's a nice flower. So and they're thanks, fragrant. Yeah. They're fragrant. They're nice. And so it's a pretty good fallback when oh, I'm like, totally. yeah, I have no idea what your favorite flower is. I was completely cishet guy, not paying any attention to shit like that. And I could, I will be honest, don't remember that at all. And yet the idea that I'd be like, oh, it's raining. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck that rain. Yeah. 
I don't need to give a shit about the rain. Because we'd had a fight. Oh my god, then I'm sure I did that. <laughs> We'd had a fight. Lord. And then, of course, of course, after we have a fight, it's like, oh, maybe I should get her flowers. It's Instead like, maybe you like, should just get her flowers normally. Yeah. yeah. Or god. just be like, I'm sorry. Right. Just talk, open, <laughs> communicate. Lord. They say the bar is in hell, and all I have to do is look at my own goddamn past and be like, um, yep, yeah, it is. Yes, but absolutely. It, it was these big gestures that would make me be oh, like, oh my god. Oh, all's forgiven. Because, right. Yeah. Like, because, there's this, like, yeah. You know, this is happening. Right. Um, And then, like, the hot air balloon ride. Like, yeah. We did a lot of stuff. That we was, did. Like, you know. Yeah. I tend to like my second ever airplane ride was to come visit you. Now your mom right. did. I mean that was like orchestrated by your mother. Well, yes. But I mean, of course, I'm sure you had to ask. But oh yeah, no, this was not done behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, but they. Uh, so like the first, the second time I'm ever in an airplane was to come visit yeah. you. Yeah. In Albuquerque, which was so fun. Right, and and then there's also and you me. showed up with my Starbucks drink. Which is... Oh, I did. You did some cute shit. Like, you, there was always... To, there, was, there was something. There, there was, was some always reason. the potential. <laughs> there was always potential for me to be a functioning human being. I mean, shine through a it. song to me on the radio. It would shine like, through it little bits. Yeah. It was very clear someone who was like, oh, you want to be good at this, but you need to work on yourself first. And I was like, myself? Ha! Joke! But... Anyway, so yeah, so running to the house in the rain. Right. It was a shit like that that would make me, like, I don't know, cling, yeah. cling on. Right. I, that's what I was clinging to. Which is to. fair, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was clinging to. Yeah. Um, were those things. But totally emotionally, yeah. Oh. Just constantly tell me there was no future. You right. didn't think about it. You wouldn't say there's no future. Right. You would say, oh, I don't think about the future. Right, that's what it Whereas, was. Whereas, like, all of our friends. Right. And, like, I was, like, incredibly intimidated about people making, like... Because I was like, oh, yeah, marriage exists. And then I see people who are actively, like, talking about it. And, again, instead of dealing with my initial culture shock of coming from the north to the south or coming from all my friends' parents are divorced Mm -hmm. to there's pressure to get married before you graduate, instead of having, like, open and productive conversations with friends, therapists, people I was dating, like, I just kind of said I don't want to talk about it yep, and then put it in a closet that. and I locked it away yep. which is like incredibly productive that's oh my god I want to try and make a sarcastic joke but none's forming it's an awful decision don't do that communicate your damn feelings this is yes. to yourself first and foremost yes. and if you get absolutely petrified about talking about your feelings either to yourself or to other people's go to a doctor you probably have anxiety yeah yeah totally (laughs) because that was my thing if i didn't have anxiety or at least i had mild anxiety i probably could have gotten a lot of this but like i didn't even realize i had anxiety and that was a huge weight because i just there wasn't any natural support systems Mm -mm. because men not emoting is pretty par for the course and i kind of hated that but I also didn't know why I was struggling to emote and I didn't understand what I needed to do and I still wasn't talking to people. So like I had a couple of like bright spots, but it was all overshadowed by just my inability to like process. Well, I mean, honestly, none of our immediate friends were in healthy relationships. So name one. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's an ebb. 
We all had moments. There were there were healthier relationships than others. No one that Correct. we knew. I don't think anyone that we knew who were dating in college is still together. I don't that's, think so. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. No. Like, but you're right. No. And like, definitely, we had friends who were in like healthy relationships, but there were pretty much all those relationships ultimately didn't work out. Right. <coughs> yes. And I should have phrased that better. No, that's fair. But. but like, but like, no, like you know, and so like, yeah. So it was in this really like for me like really like perilous place where like I could see there were things that I needed to address, but I did not have the tools to address them. Mm-hmm. And I handled that poorly. Well, to say the least. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. One of the main reasons that I'm, like, like willing to, like, come on and, like, do a podcast like this is just because, like, not like, not like I had, like, a split where I'm, like, oh, I'm a different person. Like, I'm not. But, like, I made a I very mean... significant pivot like you can definitely still see all the same strokes like i did not just like wake up and i'm like radically different but there's some pretty significant changes i'm like a pretty radically changed person since i graduated college and like that's really that kind of knowledge that that i know like oh yeah i'm like again not in all regards like i wasn't some shitty human being but like when it came to what we're here to talk about which is like relationships and emotions and my point you know of it because my, like, thing that I will scream to the rooftops until I die. Yeah. Because screaming to myself included, because I this is never my first thought, but it's what I'm right. trying to is it's not you. Yeah. It wasn't me. Right. Which I blamed myself oh, for a long time. Yeah. Because well, the, sure. we, we only deal with things with the tools we have. Right. Exactly. So I was blaming myself because right. I knew I had fucked up a couple times. Right. Like not I don't want to say I fucked up a couple times. Did tell me you're like I cannot be your sole support system yeah. when you're moving. Those are what you said. And that is accurate. Yeah. You should not be your partner's sole support system. Yeah. Maybe not leaving with him with those words. No, probably <laughs> not. not. But probably not. Um <laughs> I learned a lot from that. But what what I scream from the rooftops is yeah. that it's not you right like it's never just no you, unless you're like hurting kittens and right stuff, no you know? like a lot of times a lot of times if it's you you will see it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's the thing like the first time you think oh is it me if you seriously evaluate that question and the answer is no well then the answer is no it tends to be at least from my perspective that you are in fact the problem when you ask when a you never ask that question or b when you do ask it you do a quick nah that ain't me and then just shrug <laughs> it off then you yeah know, maybe, no, that's true. maybe you should if, but if you're the one being like what am i doing wrong like right. if you're like being kind of introspective about it if you're right. being aware if you're actually processing your feelings and emotions and you're just coming up with nothing you know because so to give a little bit of context and kind of like where i'm coming from with that right so we had been together in college yes and i thought i really truly did like yeah. i thought we were gonna end up together right yeah and that was coming from like other people too, right, right? Yeah, like that yeah. was not just like my narrative no, no um i thought we were gonna end up because i loved your mom right yeah I met a lot of your family yeah. like spring break and 
West Palm Beach and like right, went yeah. out to your family in Connecticut and right, Boston. And yeah. Like, so I just thought, yeah. And I got invited to that meeting. Like yeah. I thought that we were going to be together. Right. So for those three years, I wasn't thinking about that the whole time. Right. I was for a lot of it. Right. But not for three years. It was mostly right. that first year. Yeah. That was my heartbreak. That's where I was healing. I was in the um, rock bottom. Blah, blah, right. Blah, blah. Right. But I was trying to think of like what I'd done wrong, like, yeah. you know, a lot of self-blame because I didn't know, like, where you were and what you were doing. Right, yeah. And so I also had no idea, like, the direction that your journey was right, yeah. taking you. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, 100% supportive. I mean, obviously, like, you're well, yeah. sitting here. Like, right. So, <laughs> like, obviously that is not... Right, no, but, like, yeah, you just have no idea. Yeah. And no, so... Yeah. Then when, I don't, I seriously don't know why we, why I wanted to reconnect. I'm not saying I, I no, mean, I'm I mean, happy I did. No, but like, I, I agree with you. I there was think... no, when I got the text from you, to be perfectly honest, one of the main reasons I was like, yeah, I'll go do this is because I was like, why the fuck did she text me? <laughs> I was asking myself the same thing. Honestly though, but like. But I feel like I, you asked me that that night and I didn't oh, have an answer. that's true. You didn't, but like, I'm not going to lie. Half the reason that I was going to go was just to be like, is this a positive thing or is this a negative thing? Because if I had been storing that up for three years. I mean, I was like, I was like, well, you know, I kind of sucked all of college. So it's really like, because that was the thing I was thinking about, like, how did, how did we, how do we leave it? Oh, right. I dumped her before the night before graduation. And then I have not spoken to her really since, except no, that we, one time. That one time when we hooked and, up yeah, and then you and immediately then, got in another relationship. Exactly. And so I'm like, hmm. There's no reason that she would want to speak to me. <laughs> so I'm really not sure what this is about. That's right. You were scared. You did tell me. Oh, yeah. No, I was. And the thing was, though, is there was part of me that is it's just like, well, there's the chance that she's just going to unload on you. And like, I was like, I mean, it's not like it's not deserved. So like, fuck it. Like, I'll go. <laughs> if it gets rough, I'll leave. It's a bar. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. But like, honestly, half of the reason why I was like, yeah, sure, is I was just like, why? Why the fuck? Why? Why? Why do I have this text? I kind of want to find out. Like, and of course I could have just texted you back, but like, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to see what the fuck would happen. I am down to just, to just throw myself to the wind sometimes and just see where it I goes. I mean, same. Like, that's what made me, I know I right. initiate. Okay. Also, I started that day with bottomless mimosas. Yeah. And then. I can't say I'm like, shocked that, you know, texting your ex after three years of no contact <laughs> needs to be lubricated a little. Just a little. Oh, gosh. I believe that. I know. It was. I I guess I felt like I'd. I knew I was healed. Right. And I'd done it on my own. Right. Well, I mean, with therapy, things like that. But right. I didn't do it with like. You know, a lot of people say, like, oh, my partner got me through these things. No, right. like, I got me. Right, exactly. Me no. got me through those because, things. Because you know, and not to say that this is always what happens, but, you know, when when you're doing it with someone, you always have to ask, am I actually healing? Or are or, they carrying me? Or, yeah, exactly. Are they papering over my problems so I don't have to see them, but yeah. the minute they, they skedaddle, they're still right I there. Because I think we kind of did that. Oh, we definitely that did like, that. That was, like... Our thing. It was 100% our move. It Here's was, another band-aid. Right. Here's another band-aid. It was like, we will paper this over, and then eventually we, we couldn't do that, and then things would blow up, and then it'd be like, do you think we can do that again? And we'd be like, ah, uh, it 
kind of worked the first time. Hey. <laughs> Like, um, no. Yeah. Yes. So I knew I was healed. And I also, I stand by, you don't ruin the friendship. Yeah. A good friendship. Yeah. With a good foundation. Right. And legit, when, like, neither one goes in with... I mean, I thought you I thought you looked like Evan Peters. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to this guy. Right. But we did not stay up all night talking right. for ulterior motives. No, we didn't. We genuinely were just having, like, good conversation. Like, it was not like the minute we, like, saw each other, we are like, ooh, let's try... Like, no, we were actually just hanging out. Yes. And friends. Yeah. And so I don't think dating ruins the friendship when you have a good foundation. And so, right. And I've returned to... Now, I have exes who I will never speak to again. Cheers they to that. Were, you know, but... <laughs> um, I something was like let me get it back and we've been we've hung out a couple times like right. not constantly no, but, but we do support each other on social media now yeah um and the, the small amount that I still use mostly Twitter mostly that's true like, yeah we follow each other on Twitter yes. so um that's mostly where I see the activity and once in a while you post a picture and yeah um, every once in a blue moon and you'll like my like right like we're not actively avoiding each other on social media no. even if even if in the mid to god forbid late 20s i'm growing rather cynical of the enterprise like we're not running away from each other on Correct. It, you know what i mean exactly like where we were three years ago right exactly where it was like block or unfollow and nothing please like yes. now it's just like oh okay good for them like exactly you know? exactly yeah, it's exactly. a legitimately good good for them so we did derail there a little bit but right there was good conversation pieces that i think wanted to come up but yeah um we were talking about polyamory now i do think because i had this question too is that because it sounds like it was a lot of emotional trauma from your childhood yeah which i knew about yeah i can cut that out if you want me to but Mm -mm. um that was part of it yeah and then me being like a psych minor i'm like oh i know where his problems are coming from right i can't be mad at him about them i should have just been mad at you sometimes honestly no Um. you really should have been like my parents got divorced (laughs) like it's not like it's it's a thing i needed to go to therapy but like it wasn't like my entire world was like collapsed and it was like no I had some shit that I needed to deal with, but, like, I can go and fuck off and deal with it. Whereas, like, a lot of times it was like, oh, they have issues, so I'm going to just let them. Yeah. Like, I got a lot of a past that I really did not deserve. Because it was like, yeah, I do have some shit. I have some baggage. Like, my parents' divorce was pretty messy. And there's mm-hmm. also just <clears throat> really what did it. My parents did have a messy divorce, but that's really not the biggest thing. What really did it for me was just a specific lack of social interaction Um, I didn't go to an elementary middle school with a lot of women, um, very few actually, and the ones that were there I had known since I was very young, so I wasn't interested in dating any of them, right? Mm -hmm. I then go to an all-guys school, and due to the just kind of circumstances of my parents' divorce, I didn't really have a lot of friends outside of school. Just, I was an anxious, shy, nervous kid asking my parents to drive. Like, I went to a private high school pretty far away, so like, if I'm hanging out with people, it's like, hey, dad, I'm 14. Can you drive me an hour? Yeah. So, like, I was pretty timid about that. So I didn't have a lot of social cir- – I didn't have any social circles outside of what I made from academia. Yeah. Calling it academia for middle school is quite rich. But uh, – um, Well – Anyway. You're a professor now. E- exactly. But anyway, so so all of high school, it's not that I didn't have a girlfriend. It's that I didn't meet women. Right. I didn't know a single – woman that wasn't one of my brother's friends or one of my mother's friends like (laughs) yeah pretty cringy position to be in and so i just didn't i stayed so stagnant and i blamed myself 
which doesn't make any sense when you look on it on its face. Correct. But of course, that's not how depression works. No. And so I'm like, wow, I'm really lonely. Guess it must be my fault. Not that I've been, you know, isolated from any of the avenues where I'd meet women. Um, And so by the time I get to college, I mean, I've come... The terminology and what really spoke... So I'm watching ContraPoints, who is a uh, YouTuber. She does a lot of incredibly long-form, super high-level intelligent stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was watching her video on incels. And one of the terms she uses is black pill. So in the... Wait. Yes. I know what incels are. Okay. Oh, that's fair. I'm sorry. What terms I need to define and what not. Incel is short for involuntary celibate. And it has taken that name and turned into a very, very toxic community of misogynistic men. Correct. They think they can't get laid, and so they blame women. Yes. And so in the parlance of these, one of the things is the, quote, red pill, which is you take the red pill and you realize... Is this a Matrix reference? It is, okay. which is ironic. So the idea for these these men is that they take the red pill and they realize that they are actually the victims and feminism is bad and all this very toxic, awful stuff. Ironic that they take it from The Matrix, a film written by two trans women. But I digress. Anyway, so... My drop! I mean, but like, honestly, it <laughs> actually, is Actually, I didn't know that. That's it amazing. is pretty ironic. But anyway, so that's the red pill, right? And now... Okay. Building off that, a terminology that has come up has been the black pill. Which is not the blue pill. No, the black pill is this acknowledgement that, like, it's like the red pill. You've woken up, you've realized. Uh-huh. But the black pill is this acknowledgement that you can't do anything about it. So you may as well just kind of waste away and just fade out. Like, it's 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 dark. It's God, really depressing. God, that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. It's, it's really... That's gross. It's awful. But looking... At how I makes me sad. viewed myself is I had taken that kind of mentality. Oh, that was totally you. It was with 100% you, me. Yeah. The only thing that saved me You were from like, I'm being, never going to get a girlfriend. Right. I was, gonna, you, you would constantly say, I'm going to be alone forever. You right. would tell me, you were like, I'm going to end up alone. Right. And while we were dating. And right. And so I would be like, where does that leave me? Right, exactly. No, it was so bad. And totally. I never you processed totally that. totally part of that. The only reason, and I'm super lucky about this, that I, don't, that I honestly didn't fall in into like an incel hole was a lot of times people in incel communities they take this quote black pill and they put the blame on society particularly women Mm -hmm. i'm unable to succeed because it's all women's fault and Mm -hmm. that turns and in a way it's kind of lucky but not really is that i didn't blame women i blamed myself which is is equally awful and bad for your mental psyche but the person you become is a little easier to repair. Like, you don't have to go back and be like, I'm sorry I was an openly raging misogynist yeah. for five years. <laughs> uh, I'm better now. Like, no. So, like, my interactions towards, you know, like, women are people was not something I had to struggle to get with. Yes. But on the same token that, like, you're unlovable had been internalized really deeply, and it was something that I dealt with pretty much the entirety of our relationship, because um, yeah. I never handled it correctly. I never actually took it out in the open and talked about it. I just kind of sat in it and felt sad and was like, wow, I should stop feeling sad, not realizing that I had too much anxiety to actually address my emotions. Um, and it took a lot of years to get over that. Um, dating you was a big part of that, because that's a, when you're in a relationship, that's a pretty big indicator that that's not true. That you people do obviously like care or are interested in you. 
Um, and yet, even still, that's super obvious. Like, it would only work tangentially, or, like, not tangentially, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd still be low and be like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck she's, you know? You it was did, so bad. because you gave me, and I don't know that yeah. you still do, but you did give me yeah. a lot of credit. Yeah. Like, for oh, yeah. being so patient. I, and I, like I, that. And I still And I was do. like, well, I mean, thank you. But, yeah. um, Just, you know. and I was patient. Like, yes. I did... You know, beware the patient woman. I did. Yeah. I was patient. But you were giving me so much credit as if it was, like, all me. Which and is like, fair. Yeah. no one else would have made that decision. Right. Was how you looked at it. Right. And I'm like, that's not true. Right. No. Like, you know. yeah, not a lineup of 100 women, 99 would make this decision. Right. Yeah. But I am not... Right, the only one Alone in, in the entire universe. Yeah, which is which is like a like a like a like a fair like a good point, you know. And <clears throat> just to speak to you, like not right. really, like you gave me a lot of credit yeah. at that time. No, I definitely did, just because I, I was like, you know what I mean. And so I'm kind of yeah, like I'm at that point now where like, <sighs> yeah, right. Ex- pretty much, you said it exactly right. Right. It's just like yeah, probably wouldn't a lot of people, but yeah, it's not you know. There is no like divine angel coming down, but like, right? You know, relatively speaking, still got pretty lucky. So, um, I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but like, so and, and so that was what I was grappling with, right? And that was something I was grappling with. I mean, honestly, is something that you grapple with always. Like that never completely goes away. But it wasn't until right. I got to Richmond. It wasn't until I had graduated college done all my coursework and started going to therapy frankly that I really started addressing that that I really started addressing my anxiety my difficulty of having emotional conversations with people my self-defeatism when it came to emotional relationships and again this self-defeatism was only in the narrow realm of relationships which is one of the reasons why other people didn't notice because when it came to like my potential like job futures or like having friends, I was a lot more like optimistic and positive. And so most people interacting with me are not going to see that really dark underbelly because it was very compartmentalized in like yes. one section. But the people who did see it saw a lot of it. And I can imagine it didn't fit very well with everything else. You know, because I was depressed and I had anxiety, but it was in that category. And I do think that was part of the reason that your friends, like, could not see the relationship. Because they saw your friendship and how healthy it was. And they were like, what is Jillian doing to him? Right, exactly. I just knew a lot. Are you... No, I'm good. I'm just trying not to cough. (laughs) Um, If you need to cough, I can edit out. That's fair. Um... They were like, what's wrong with Jillian that she's doing this to him? And right. it was like, that is correct. We were not good for each other the whole right. time. But at the same time, like, I knew a lot of stuff yeah. that they did not no, know. No, they did not. They did not. And there were things that, like, you were doing that hurt me. Right. That they did not they know or understand. They had no idea. Which, I mean, and we can say that about all relationships. Right, but we But we're talking about but this specific thing. Particularly for me, too, is I think it's like a lot of people wouldn't have even necessarily called it because... It was such a radical departure from how I thought over most other parts of my life. Yes. It really was. And I can imagine, honestly, looking back and realizing how dynamic of a change that was, it kind of shocks even me, looking retrospectively. Right. Because, again, it's, you look back on this stuff and it all tracks, but it, you, you do kind of have that lingering sensation of, like, how did I not notice? That's, like, so clear like i was doing really well in most other parts of my life but when it came to like emotional connections i mean it was 
bad, like really bad. And I had a lot of trouble with it, and a lot of problems. And it's kind of so stark. You kind of look back and you're like, how did you not notice you struggled at this and nothing else? And you I should have gone and like seen a therapist. Mental illness. Mental illness. Yeah. It's like, such a bastard. So, no, but like I definitely feel that. And that was very much kind of like where I was in that like capacity. And so <clears throat> it's only been with a lot of like, honestly, hard work knowing I have anxiety, that I've been able to kind of work on that quote-unquote, like, black pill and mm-hmm. kind of grow out of that and been like, no, like, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I've done some shitty things before. Like, I'm not trying to be like, everything I do is absolved. Like, no, that's not how right. it works. But on the same token, being like, but you're also just a human being, an adult, who can make mistakes, and instead of just being like, no, those weren't mistakes or those didn't happen, can be like... We learn, we grow, we apologize where we need to. Yeah, and totally. the best apology is changed behavior. I so agree with that. So you, you, just, you just have to work on making yourself better. And that kind of mindset, that mentality, that focus, I mean, that's relatively like recent, you know, past two years at most. Well, and I think us both being able to look back and be like, there's some gross behavior on both of our parts. Yeah. Like, is, that's already a good leap. Yeah. in the right direction oh i agree there's like, plenty of people who never get to that point yeah, in their exactly. entire lives exactly so yeah no i agree i think that is and we can't take it back no. so we might as well might as well try just... to work on the next right, one right like, exactly may as well like look at it process it and actually acknowledge and, like, it we've said sorry i think right. we've said sorry on here to me but i've said sorry like yeah there were things that i should not have put you through oh yeah like um, we, we have we have <laughs> apologized to each other yes. you know what i mean <laughs> Um, There's not one sided. This is not no. all Zach coming on here, but no, yes. But like no, I and, and so yeah, no, I definitely feel that, and I also feel like this was again not the question you intended to ask. I think we have veered again. Yes, it's into... an interesting conversation, but you have wanted to ask me a question about polyamory, and both questions have been derailed catastrophically. But I feel like I definitely keep in a lot of it. Just yes, maybe in I a think different it's order. good content, um, but it is... It's not, not the polyamory. Right. And I'm a little bit afraid, like, just of how I'm going to order this because I do not want it to sound like you're into polyamory because you feel like you can't have emotions. No, that's fair. And the, this right now is you, about you, to sound like you, that. You are going to have a fun time. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't... Like, if you break this up into, like, ad breaks... Say, yeah. Like, you know, but like that might be just be like, oh, because you can dub over any intro you want, you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, and we're going to come back and we're going to jump into this topic just because like, yeah, I know we've got a little off the rails. Which I've loved all. I've right. loved everything. It's good content. But, but right? specifically. Isn't being an editor a hell of a fucking job? I hate editing. Oh, I'm sure you do. Editing is, I give all the praise in the world. I spend to, more time editing. Oh, yeah. Than. Oh, yeah. You have to. It almost makes you cry. As someone who has done the bare minimum of editing work to consider and when I think it's qualified perfect, to voice in. And then I upload it. Yeah. And then there's a mistake. Oh, yeah. Like, it's I brutal. was, in one of my episodes, I left in a 10-second pause. And do you know how much I hate <coughs> everything about that? Like, I don't know how it happened. Because right. you can see pauses <coughs> in right, audio waves. Like, but, like, how long are these podcasts when they go out? Like, an hour? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So to edit them down to an hour is takes insane. like six hours. But then you have an hour of content to look over and you you know, yeah, you miss a ten second blip. When you I think of that know. in the sea of how many ten second clips there are. Right? You see how nice he is? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, oh. Right. It's you see how hard. nice Zach is? Right. No, and this is 
the underlying eternal struggle of dealing with pronouns I is, just want you to know I'm, I'm well, trying no, not to fuck oh, up. I know, but it's so difficult because, like, you've people who have known me for a while. Yeah. People, it's not like my name has changed. It's not like I've gone on, like, a proper hormone. Like, if you do a full hormone treatment, like, you can look. I don't look drastically. Like, I look pretty different just because, like, I never would have done a fucking, like, wing eyeliner in college. But, like, I don't just look like a radically different person. I look like if I finally started using makeup. Right. And so if someone has known me for the better part of 10 years, um, yeah, it's not a shock. You know, and it's not a shock because when I encounter strangers, as much as I may not love it, like, I still get ID'd as male. I go to work. And if I didn't wear makeup or the clothing... It's... That's you know, true. It, it's, it's, I don't look particularly androgynous when I'm not trying to. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to look more femme. But, like, so, you know, as much as, like, yeah, it's something that, you know, I work on presentation. I know other people, like, are, are working on, like, getting these pronouns. It's, like, it's going to be a pretty huge pivot. Because not only has it been, like, a decade, it's also, it's, it's, like, it's like, one thing if random strangers are starting to, like, you know pronoun you correctly then but like i'll get he him at a grocery store i mean if you look at my voice my face like yeah like if somebody heard you talking like behind and i right. turned around like yeah no yeah. no one would now i'm getting finally to a point where people might think that i'm not completely cisgendered correct like i'm not completely cishat they might be like hmm there's something a little different there but like no no one's gonna hear my voice and be like oh that's a woman speaking. Like, too much testosterone has ravaged this. <laughs> Especially not after I fucking come here after my sinus has been acting now up. Now I understand, though, what you're saying about your sinus. Because I'm like, your voice sounds fine. But, but when you've been training your voice. Right. And to be fair, I've been training it for, like, two fucking months. So it's not like it would actually, you know what I mean? But still. It's a very work in progress. Um, but, like, yeah, having a sinus infection for the first time since I've bothered to do this, by the way. That was not fun to wake up to this morning. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, like, no. So, like, it's definitely at that weird midpoint where, like, people know and people are, like, working on it. But, like, also it's, like, I, I, I know how people are going to, like, their brains are going to naturally want to classify me. A they-them pronoun is not something that is naturally embedded culturally. It's something that we are learning as adults. And so it's just your instinct is not to classify anyone in a they-them bucket. That mm-hmm. is all external work. They, them, the, the, the natural, like, gut reaction buckets are he, him, or she, her. And, like... And you are right, though. The folks who I have met yeah. who um, identify as they, them yeah. now... Right. I have, like, no problem... Right. ...in emails at work, like, right. in contact... But if I... When there's history, yeah. it's like your brain is like, uh-uh. Your brain is fighting it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I no, mean, exactly. I'm sure, and this is, I don't know if it's a poor example, but yeah. any kind of name change, including like divorce, if right. you change your last name. There are so many people, like I have aunts yeah. who never rechange their last name because right. they're like, it would be harder to correct people it would. every day. Humans are creatures of habit. Yeah. So I'm at this weird midpoint where I'm working on it. I'm open about it. And that is it. not to downplay identity, no. and I hope it doesn't come across. No, it doesn't. It definitely mean... doesn't. Well, it's just, no, but changing, I mean, because, I mean, name is a huge part of identity. Yeah. It's not, it's not gender identity, but it's still a huge part of your identity. Changing elements of your identity is really hard for other people to just remember. Like, even if they know on the, the their, their, their brain, their gut 
instinct, yeah. right? The, getting the gut instinct to change, I mean, the initial that's, reaction. That's really that's 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 I mean, that's a lot, you know. And just so I'm, you know, every you know, yes. me and everyone else are on the same, the different legs of the same journey, like. But yes, you know, so like. I guess the moral is like it's all good. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for not um, hating me for no, absolutely not. Up. Like no. Um, My God. Giving grace there, because um, I know it is a big deal. But okay. Yeah. So polyamory. Yes. Like, we've got yes. This conversation. To get to let's, it. Let's. So let's. and I think that's the verses you had a toxic relationship. Yes. And now you are not in a toxic relationship. That is true. I am not in a toxic relationship currently, which is a very nice change of pace. <laughs> so. Share what you will, but how yes. does that are so you yes. you've only talked about so far that they have gone yeah. outside of the relationship. Yes. Do you have you No. Okay. Um well I have downloaded Tinder before. <laughs> uh so I haven't really done a whole lot with it. Uh-huh. Um I haven't had any objections having a partner who has. Um like we've talked about it, but like what they do is really their own business, and like it's 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 really like an acknowledgement, like a conversation will be had about it, if that's what they're gonna go get up to, if they're gonna go out on like a date with someone, like yeah, we're gonna talk about it. But like I'm not interested in pushing for any more information than I need. You know what I mean? It's like if we want to talk about it because that's something we want to do or we want to vent or just shoot the shit about it, like that's a conversation to have. We're definitely comfortable enough to have it. But, like, it's not, like, a requirement. It's not like, oh, well, you went out, so give me the play-by-play. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, whatever. Have a good time. Come home safe. Like, that's really it. And, like, it's open in both directions. It's just I've had a lot of anxiety to deal with. Mm -hmm. Anxiety and dating does not go hand-in-hand very well. Um, Welcome to the podcast. Right? Like, so, so I haven't really done a whole lot if anything, with the fact that I'm in an open relationship. But to be perfectly frank, I never... The main reason it's I kind of not s- why you opened it. No, it wasn't. Like, I didn't open it so I could go sleep around. I opened it because it was really more just this kind of acknowledgement of myself. And, like, when I got in a new relationship mm-hmm. and I, like, mentioned it, I was like, look, like, this doesn't have to be something. I'm not trying to force this because I don't want it to come off... Um, <clears throat> I really don't want it to come off, particularly before I was out. Like, I was like, I don't want to come off as some guy trying to open the relationship so I can go fuck other people, but, like, not get in trouble. Like, and then get mad when you do. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> and so when when I originally brought it up, the conversation has always been like, hey, like, I'm just letting you know, like, if this is something you want to do, I'm cool with it. We don't have to do that. That's not how it has to go. But, like, it just doesn't bug me. Like, as long as we're on emotionally solid terms and we can communicate and be open and honest with each other, if your other friends involve taking your pants off, then, like, I don't... It just doesn't bug me. I don't want to say I don't care because that seems, like, dismissive. Like, I don't care about them, and I do. But I just... What they do in their own time just doesn't... That is so... Because I feel like normally... Not normally... That is not the word I wanted to use. No, there. But, but status quo. The, I feel like when folks are in an open relationship, they're yeah. bringing another person in. Well, I think that that but I gets brought a, up a lot. Okay. I, I think it's. I think I'm if also you, so ignorant to this. Well, it's one of those things. That I, I think that's what gets shown in media. 
Okay, a lot that's more. fair. Um, I think so, you, well, actually, yeah. and you knew that because you're like, I'm not some guy trying to... Right. Okay. Right, exactly, because that's the way it is a lot of times portrayed is that if it's open relationship, what that really means is he wants to sleep around, mm-hmm. but he's going to get mad if she does. Yeah. Right? So, A, you're in the opposite of that, and B... I'm not horribly... I'm not insecure, and I'm not holding my ability to, like... We can edit out the crassness if we want, but I'm not holding my ability to fuck over myself as like, well, if I'm not the best lay she's ever had, I'm useless. The number of men I have met with that perspective, that like they need to be the best that she's ever had, it's like, no, you need to be good. You know what I mean? You need to be consistently good, which probably not, but you need to be consistently good. I don't know. Get her off her fucking page. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's really all. Really, that's it. That's it. The bar is in hell. Like, like you can clear it if you put in any fucking effort whatsoever. The bar is underground. Um. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it is burrowing deeper every day. Um. But, um. But so kind of. You know that was kind of my underlying thing. Was it was like, it was really just like, whatever. I I don't, I don't frame my self worth and how. If I'm the best, I'm just like, do they enjoy sex with me? Mm-hmm. Well, then we're good. If they enjoy it, if they want to actually do it, then like that's all I need for a relationship. I don't need to be the best mm-hmm. because like you don't you just you know what I mean. Like you just don't need that as long as it's good, as long as both parties are active and engaged. I'm not on this constant like, oh my god. And so I'm not worried about someone I'm dating having a sexual experience that wasn't with me because I don't frame my self-worth or my worth in a relationship based on that i feel like i do like i feel uh-huh. like <laughs> not being the best no not, not yeah i mean like that's not no that's a much we keep having good conversations but this is not the you keep wanting the block that you can just talk about polyamory and you keep getting completely other blocks that we weren't planning to have i know that you can just do whatever the hell you want with i know i feel like i have multiple episodes you definitely do i've been we, we have been sitting talking which is us. Yes. That's our... Yeah, no. This is this is not unsurprising. Like, like, I did not drive up here thinking I'd be star for content. <laughs> um, I did not think, oh shit, I'll be here for like 20 minutes and then we will run out of things to talk about. Oh, that like, was not... The opposite problem. That was not my concern. It was the opposite problem. Um, so. But. If you, if you have specific questions you want to ask, then maybe we can just hammer those out. I don't know. Because... I do want to give you just your consistent blurb on it. I I mean, but I don't know because kind of I. But think, I feel like we kind of we talked about it. yours is just do. different than what I guess I expected. Which is fair. I mean, it's also one of those things. I think one of the reasons. Wait, I do have a question. Okay. For yes. You, um, actually, although I will say, just one thing I think is just that. Um, oh, polyamory is such an a huge shock to people. And explaining why it's not a shock sometimes takes those huge tangents that we've taken. Their yeah. context, and they've turned into larger conversations among themselves, but those larger conversations help maybe explain my mindset or like why I'm okay with this on principle. Because all I said in conversation was just, I don't mind. And all that conversation might explain why. Right. So my, you know, important, relevant. Anyway, you have a question. Yes. Okay. So this is kind of like... Not even just to do with the polyamory, but... Yes. So you were talking about how you dated someone and it was toxic after yes. me. Yes. So, 
Um, one thing I talk about a lot are yes. red flags yes. and things you can look for. Yes. I think one of the things I learned from our relationship is like once it's dead, like yeah. let it be dead. And I'm not saying you can't go back to someone after you've healed. Right. We never no, gave we ourselves not. We never the healed. space or time. We never healed. We never had a conversation about heal. healing or growth. We just didn't let it go. We just kept falling into the same patterns. We say we were broken up and we keep texting. Like, and we would... And nothing would be changed. And we w- it would be, like, very emotional. Like, yes. I don't remember everything that happened, but I remember we got back together that summer because we are talking about Dead Poet Society. Oh, God. And, like, and the only reason I remember that is because yeah. I love that movie, and right. now that memory is, like, attached to that movie. Fair. So it's, yeah. like, just kind of stays, right. yeah. you know, yeah, in my of course. consciousness. Of course. But it was, like, that's what I'm talking about, like, real emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that one has to do with, like, suicide and <laughs> things like that. So it yeah. was, like, real stuff. Right. Anyway, what are some learning things that you've taken away? Like, either from our relationship or from the one that you so said was toxic that you What I would about. say, I think the biggest thing is just to be open and to communicate and to have hard conversations. Yeah. Even if those conversations might end in the relationship fucking ending, have them. Because the alternative is it festers. Yeah. And I think I think the other thing I'll add to that is because that can kind of seem obvious, that if that task feels impossible, mm. if you are mm-hmm. explaining away why you can't do it, if you do the conversation in your head and then come to a conclusion and say that's like having the conversation. Oh my gosh. You might have crippling anxiety. Um, it's actually... Um, ooh. there's a type of dysphoria actually not gender dysphoria but there is um, there is a type of dysphoria related around ADHD and anxiety um, where the idea of having some of these hard conversations feels just I mean cripplingly paralyzing and if that's how you feel see a therapist about anxiety like that's the thing you're not going to at the very least talk to other people about it but like it's that two part. It's one, have those conversations. Even the hard ones, even the shitty ones. You that need is, to have them. I would not have the DTR, the yeah. define the relationship with you, yeah. asking what we were. Like, I couldn't do it either. No. Like, yeah. neither one of us could no, we, do that. We, we couldn't because we were both afraid of what the answer might be. Yeah. And instead, we had just kept sailing along in question marks world. Because in question mark world, you'll show up the next day. Yeah, Whereas exactly. in certainty world, it might be certain that nothing's happening. And then you're alone. And, and then that's, that's scary. That's scary. So you you do need, and, and a part of this is just being willingness to reach out to your you know family and friends. Um, professional help is great if it's a possibility for right. you. Right. But like, to have these hard conversations and to be like, yeah, if this ends up with this relationship ending then it's better that it ends now because if we don't have this conversation it's not going to go away it's not going to get better right and i think and when it ends later it's probably going to be a lot worse. Oh, it's going to be a lot worse does does it does it get easier to remove tumors the longer you wait oh god no no, no it doesn't problems in a relationship don't just magically go away they fester and they get worse have those hard conversations i think that has to be the one overarching and really that's the main takeaway i've taken away from all of it there's a lot of smaller takeaways but they all arc to that main point of like just toughen up yeah find the courage and be like hey because even if we need to talk about this 
a red flag, that still comes down to communication because you can be exactly. like, hey, I've noticed this. Right. It's you, not a deal breaker. Right. But we but need, I to, need talk to know about where this. it's coming from. Right. We need to have this conversation. We need to see if the, we can pull this red flag down and store it away or if it's going to stay flying. What do we, you know, maybe I don't like that. Yeah. But just kind of pretending it's not there, like that's not going to work. And that's the easiest thing. It's the and that's easiest thing by a mile. It. And like, I get why. I get why I fell into it. I get why people fall into it. I don't want to like fault them super heavily for it. But like, if you're trying to like be healthy and like productive in that relationship, you you need to deal with that anxiety and that fear, and and have those hard conversations. And I think we both learned in our relationship. Yeah was that we cannot have the other person be the sole support system. Right. Like, your partner cannot be all you've got. Yeah. Like, you have to have, like you said, your family, your friends. Yeah. Like, professional help is yes. the best if you can't afford it. If, if you, you can. cannot, right. you yeah. can get your support elsewhere. Yeah, but no, you cannot country's... have that other person be right. the only no, thing. You because then, when you do have issues, it, yeah. it's just like, how are you going to talk about it? Right. Because you've just created this world so right it, it just causes so many problems i think having your support system outside of your relationship your relationship being part of it like i'm yeah you need to be supported no, yeah right be supportive, be supportive but like it's not the fear that if you do say something to them that makes things go sour you're going to be completely alone right that's the worst and, yes and like that's also i think a natural inclination for where the brain is going to go right and that's also why it's super helpful to have people who aren't your significant other to be like hey have that conversation. Yo, if shit goes bad, like, shit goes bad. We'll be here to cover you. Exactly. And even if you know that implicitly, talk to your fucking friends. Because you probably won't believe it until you hear it. You won't. You won't. You'll say you believe it so you don't have to have the conversation yes. because you're paranoid exactly. they'll say no. That's the thing. <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, of course they'll say yes because if I ask and they say no, I'll be crushed. Where it's like, you need to actually have the conversation. If you find yourself having conversations in your head, getting to the conclusion of those conversations in your That's head. That's something I wanted to speak on. And then taking the result of that in your head conversation and running with it. That is a problem. That's something I wanted to speak on as well. Because yes. I, it has happened to me like more than once. Yes. And I, and I know it is not an experience that is exclusive to me. Yes. And I also don't present in different ways the way i am at work okay the only difference is i try not to cuss as much right but i am the same personality right, exactly. consistently but what will happen in relationships mm -hmm. i've noticed is that guys because that's who i'm dating yeah put words in my mouth yeah and have they've like done that they've had yeah. a conversation in their head they've decided how i would reply yeah. and now they're acting on this reply right. they that had in their head never never got which is no. not how i no feel. it's not and um and I feel like that just speaks to it when you're talking yeah. about that conversation, like the whole inner monologue thing that was going around right. on the internet. Like when you've had that inner monologue yeah. and your partner responded in a certain way. Right. And now you act on how they responded in your head. That's how that's you know you a, need to work fair. on it. It's not. <laughs> and that's how you know you need to work on yourself. And I think you you did that. Oh, I did that all the time. I did that up until more recently than I cared about. Because I would, I would be like... Where is this coming from? Right, exactly. Like, I never, that's not no, how I feel at all. No, I know. No, and so no, that was something that I did a lot. Um, and that's not just you. Like I said, no, I've had it helping. It's, it's, help I think it's, I've had it happen. I think it's relatively widespread. And I yes. also don't mind coming out here, um, even if it does 
end up with me eating a decent bit of humble pie and just being like, look, it's not too late to figure this shit out, right? No. Just because you're 25, you're like, oh, I should have figured this out at 17. Yeah, sure. Maybe. I guess I guess you should but, have, yeah. quote unquote, but so what? Society didn't help. No one taught you. No one told you. Better to figure it out now. And Don't beat yourself up. I do not feel like I, quote unquote, wasted my time right. when I dated you. I agree. I feel like I learned a lot of invaluable lessons. Right. And honestly, I would rather have learned them at 19, 20, 21 yeah. with someone who I did trust wholeheartedly. Right. And rather than 32 with three kids. Yeah. Could you imagine? No. No, I can't. Because I think you have to learn them no matter what. Yeah. And it just scares me for <laughs> people when they don't learn them young. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I wasted my time. I feel like I learned a lot. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm, I almost said I was 25. I'm 26. You fucking 27. I mean, I just turned 27 right. yesterday. You turned 27 yesterday. I'll be there in a month. Um, and like, it's at that point where you start to feel old because you've actually had time, but you're really not. And it's just like, no, I'm at a good place right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, there's still a lot of work to be done, but I'm relatively happy and I only would have gotten that because of the experiences and the things I learned right. along the way. Right. So, like, yeah. Do I wish I had everything figured out at 18? Sure. That would have been nice, I guess. But, like, I didn't. And the journey I took to learn everything, at least I learned. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of times people give children shit because they're like, oh, you're a kid. What do you know? And what I've found is that age does not beget wisdom. No. Age begets experience. But it is up to you whether you want to use those experiences to learn, to draw from, the process, to grow from, or if you're going to just fucking play them back like a goddamn, like, you know, eight tr- fucking, like it's a damn iPhone video, just play them back, watch them laugh. Oh, and like never... that Black Mirror? Yes, exactly like where that. where they would yep. just... Zoop, zoop, yeah, right yeah, through yeah. the eyes. And, um... And, like, if that's what you're doing with your memories, then, like, experience doesn't mean shit if you don't process it. And so I think that that's a really important thing. And that's one of the reasons I like to be like, yo, don't just not – don't count them out because they're young. I know plenty of old people who they've experienced more, but they haven't learned shit from it. Right. So it's never too late to just go back and actually process what it is that you've done or dealt with or experienced and actually grow from it, even if it was a while ago. You can also – mend bridges without getting back together yes you can and i think it's healthy and i know i've done it yeah twice yeah and it's not exclusive to me right but i think that's a closure everyone talks about i had closure without us reconnecting no because the place in our lives where we reconnected was not closure for where we left no 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 that had already happened that that window that's kind of part of it i do too you have to have closure before you can right. reconnect. Right, you need to have closure, you need to be done with that, and like, yeah, no, I definitely agree. You know what I mean? And some people, there is no closure to that. Yeah, there Sometimes, are exes who I right. will never contact Same. again. It's just like, oh, what you did, I mean, like, I made peace with it, but there ain't no fucking closure for it, you know what right. I mean? Um, whereas there are other relationships, even if they were really shitty at the time, you give it enough time, you're like, oh, yeah, we just didn't, we weren't doing shit well but it's not just but you know what i mean but 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 you can be like oh well we're older and grown people like yeah that's a bridge you can mend Mm -hmm. i feel that i i would i would agree and that's that's what i try to that's the tea that's the that is the tea 
thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for making it all the way through um, this second segment of the Zach saga, as we will call it. Um, again, thank you to Zach for coming up here and recording that with me. It was a lot of fun. And I think it gives an insight into quite a few different things. So hopefully you guys learned something. If you have any specific questions, definitely reach out to me. And so please send those in. Please also send in your listeners' stories. Um, I would really like to read some of those if you guys are doing the online dating while you're in quarantine. If you are quarantined with a new significant other, anything. Send me your stories. I would love to read them. That was one of the most fun episodes I've done so far, um, was reading those stories. So please, let's make it happen again. Next week, we are going to be talking with one of my sorority sisters. Um, She is now an author. Um, Very exciting stuff. We had a really great conversation about dating when you are a strong independent woman so stay tuned talk to you guys next week thanks again for listening